0: Uh, all right. So uh, I watched um a movie that I, that I heard a fair amount, Ready Player One, um from 2018, and um, I'll be honest, um, I don't really know what to think about it. So, and I'll tell you why. It's fair. This this movie is about um a I guess we'll call it a dystopian future, but let's face it, this is the future that's going to happen where, you know, the world has basically gone to crap, and everyone escapes by going into virtual reality and they basically do everything in virtual reality from the pretty much from the moment you wake up um, to the moment you go to sleep, they're in virtual reality. Um, and yep, that's, that's, we all agree. That's pretty much going to happen, right? Like once virtual reality is good enough, we know, do. I don't, I think so. Once it's good enough, why would anybody spend any time in actual reality? Well, especially um, if
1: actual reality goes down the tubes the way that it does in ready player one, which seems, at least somewhat realistic since i I believe it's mostly climate-based right the the way that things have kind of gone to crap yeah they don't really specify um it's just
0: you know you know basically everybody kind of lives in these tiny little it's little tiny trailer like apartments that are like stacked really high and it's like it's overcrowded yeah it's overcrowded for whatever reason they don't don't what's
2: what's the bruce willis movie where that is kind of the premise what's the premise everyone goes into virtual reality yeah they're all like plugged in and he doesn't want to be plugged in anymore um um surrogates
1: oh surrogates okay
2: you don't remember that movie yeah i do but
1: there's a lot more to that movie than that i i think of that more as the movie where they find out that they're all basically organ donors for other people right right (laughs)
0: um so so yeah so in this movie everyone goes into virtual reality all the time and the guy who created this place called the Oasis, he died. And when he died, he left a puzzle to basically figure out. And if you can figure out the puzzle, you get this amazing prize. And um, the our main character is one of these people, I forget their, their names, who go after this prize. And people have been going after it for years. Um, and, and no one can even get past the first barrier. Uh, and the first barrier is this kind of crazy race that nobody can get past. And what you learn throughout the movie is basically the, the guy who created the Oasis was a huge pop culture junkie. And the way to unscramble the, his, you know, mystery that he left is to be super well-versed in like eighties, nineties and early two thousands pop culture.
2: And this and, is going to win this game.
0: <laughs> well, no, because you also have to know what he liked in pop culture. So you have to like know his life backwards and forwards. And there's huge archives that like replay parts of his life that you can go and like study, um, you know the the references that he made and the things that he liked and like, you know what movie he watched on what such and such a day and stuff like that, and the movie is just full of all these references. Like the main character, the car he drives is the DeLorean from Back to the Future, um, and in virtual reality, not in virtual reality, reality. yes, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, and the movie kind of follows his. Trail through f- unraveling this mystery contest slash thing um, to win, and th- and the giant corporate overlords who try to stop him because they also want to win. Um, they've got all the money, he's got all the heart. That kind of a thing. Um, and the reason that I don't know what to make of this movie is is because of that. It's it's it seems like a movie aimly squared at people in our age because it's all the stuff that we grow up with. Um, but it's also full like it's it's in virtual reality it's all CG. It's all computer animated. Um, People can look like whatever kind of weird thing they want to look like, like, like in any kind of, like, imagine like the character generator from every video game ever is available to you. So there's people who look like old knights or, or robots or, you know, cyberpunk stuff, like whatever you can think of people look like that kind of walking around. And I personally found that pretty fairly disconcerting i mean it's not supposed to look photorealistic because it's you're in a computer simulation um but it just ended up looking very uncanny valley slash like instead of looking like stylized um in a way where you can tell like oh we don't want this to look real it looked like almost like uncanny valley polar express kind of um, like we're trying to make it look good, but we can't quite pull it off, which I don't think is what they were trying to do, right? I don't think they were trying to make it look that way, but I think they unintentionally stumbled into that, and I found it mm. I found that very disconcerting and thinking like this isn't a look or a feel that people in my age group I think would really be into, but the references aren't for people who are fifteen or twenty years younger than me would be into either, which is why I say I right. don't really know
1: who this movie's for i I've seen likes like swaths of this movie. I've not seen the whole movie, but that's exactly what I thought. And and like, I thought about it when you were just talking about it. And it's like, it feels like the way you would want that. Like if, if, if you were James Halliday, the guy who, who invented the Oasis and uh, we're putting that together or whatever, it's like, you would think you would want like the background and stuff like that, unless you are specifically in a place that is like supposed to be from a video game like you would think you would want the background to look absolutely realistic. Like you would like, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't want it to look uncanny Valley. You would like, I guess I don't understand quite not. I'm who am I to question Steven Spielberg, but like, I don't quite understand why he wouldn't have filmed that in an actual real place and just said, this is virtual reality. The people could still look kind of fake because again, if you're trying to look like a video character, you actually kind of want to look like that video game or person or whatever, And that will inherently look a little fake. Like, it's like, if I want to look like, I don't know, Samus, like I don't want to look like the real version of what Samus would look like. I want to look like Samus looks like in Metroid or, you know, whatever, like newest version of Metroid exists. Like, I, I don't want to look like I'm 8-bit or anything, but. Right. You but get, I, I, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think, and I think what like video game studios in particular have kind of learned is, um, you have to, you have to have a look that you're, that you're going after. Otherwise, like you do quickly go into this uncanny Valley and the notion is like, we're not going to try to make it look realistic. In fact, you're going to see the aesthetic that we're going for. Right. Um, and they didn't really do that. They were just like, kind of like make these fake people like look like pretty much as good as good as you can and then and then you quickly like just dive right into the bottom of the uncanny valley um, so i found that very i found that off putting the other thing that i found a little bit off putting was this is a warner brothers movie um, which means they reference all warner brothers properties and which means it leaves like very weird holes like there's no star wars references or anything like um you know there's no um, star trek references like there's there's like stuff that there's when you steep yourself in the culture of like the eighties and nineties, um, and then you leave, like you leave these very big holes. It's like, I know what somebody my age would be into. And like, you know, you can, you can kind of see where the things aren't there that would be there. Um, and, and I know a lot of that stuff, this, this is adapted from a book. Um, and I know a lot of that stuff was in the book, um, and they had to change it into properties like they, that they basically controlled. And, um, you know, to, for for the spirit of the movie, right? Somebody who loved, you know, the pop culture of the '80s and '90s to then, like, have it pass through this like corporate filter, and be like, okay, here's the stuff that we can show. Like, it really felt at odds with, you know, you know where the movie was coming from in right. the, in a, in a weird way.
1: And and Star Wars especially is a pretty fucking big hole. <laughs> like, to not to not have anything Star Wars related whatsoever. Is you know it's like it's kind of like the number one thing if you were thinking about like any kind of like like pop culture that like a a boy from you know that a era would have been into like it's hard to name something above Star Wars
2: yeah no I mean you basically in the eighties if you were a boy Star Wars Superman Voltron He Man yeah that's that's, Transformers Transformers, right yeah right right
0: exactly and it's like Someone, <clears throat> someone who is well steeped in things like Back to the Future would probably also be well steeped in things like the Ghostbusters movie. But like, of you know, there's, there's none of that stuff. So that's so that's a little bit weird. Um, but you know, um, it, it, it you know it it is what it is. They think I think that um, it, the other thing that's weird about this is the, the movie opens. There's like this crazy race, and nobody can finish the race. You have to finish the race to unlock the first part of the mystery. And there's, I don't know, four or five parts of the mystery everybody knows. But nobody can get back to the first part. And people have been trying for years. Like they well establish this. And our main character figures something out and and obviously can solve the first part of the mystery. Like, um, but then the other parts of the mystery, like the movie's about unraveling this mystery. So the first part took, I don't know, Five years or something to figure out, and then that's like the other part's just take, well, a couple of hours, and then we figure out what we you know what we need to do. Maybe it takes a day. Um, certainly, nothing takes more than one attempt to do anymore. Um, and if and I just thought about it, I was like man, it's that first part was really really hard, and then it's like well, it's kind of a race to the finish from here because um, the rest of the mystery turns out to be pretty easy, <laughs> um, which uh, which I thought was weird. Like you know, if if I think of like other things like that usually um what they do is finding the mystery or realizing that there even is a mystery it's like the first hurdle to get over and then you can kind of be off to the races but but this movie puts the fact that there that mystery exists right out there and it's just well the first part is next to impossible and the rest of it's really easy um and that felt that felt kind of weird to me but um you know, I mean I understand like it's kind of like the structure of the movie, but it just you know, it just it just stuck out to me that it, you know, there, there kept being things like this, I think, that kept pulling me out of the movie, um, kind of at different levels. And for for me, like the whole thing never really gelled, I think, in the way that that um Spielberg probably wanted it to. Like I think he wanted you to felt like you were like swept up and um in this in this adventure and you're, you're getting all these constant like hits of nostalgia um and and for me it felt like the you know uh, nostalgia overload like it was there's just so much and it was constant i mean it was constant you were getting stuff um you know either old video games or old movies or you know whatever like it was just it was just everywhere and it was constant and it got to the point where like it was like a little bit of that is great And this was just overwhelming to me. And, you know, I kind of became numb to it after a while. It's like, oh, yeah, there's whatever, you know, I can
1: I can see that. Like, so have you have you read the book, Paul?
0: I have not read the book.
1: Yeah. So I've read the book and have not fully seen the movie. And and the book is its own set of problems in in its own way. Like, it's not I liked it. I'll full disclosure. I like the book, but I will readily admit that it is the prose is pretty poor. Like, like, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of just like naming things for the sake of you getting it like, 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 it doesn't even like, like, there are huge swaths of pages which are just like, like him describing things that he's like, really good at memorizing or that he's like studied a lot to like know what this dude did. Like, you will like if it was Star Wars, he would be like, I knew all the Star Wars, like, like information, like not just Han Solo and Lando, but size noodles and figuring Dan. And, you know, and, like, their names are, like, just in there so that you can be, like, I know Figrin Dan, too! <laughs> right. Like that. It's, like, that's half the book. So <laughs> it's, like, it, it gets... But I will say, like, one thing you can do visually, for better or for worse, is you can show a lot more. And so, like, the the book, almost by definition, is still not quite as overwhelming that way. Because in any one scene, they can't describe, like, 50 million things that are in the background.
0: No, like, it- not only yeah. that, but the other thing, that it, it's one thing to say like, oh, and I talked to this guy and he was dressed like RoboCop. Right. And then it's another <laughs> thing to have him on screen for like five and a half minutes during the conversation while eight other nostalgia things are, are happening right. in the background right, 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 too. Right, 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 you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Was,
2: um, was basically every Spielberg main character, was it like Jaws, E.T. and Indiana Jones all in this movie?
0: No, not so much. Um not so much i think they 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 did that a little bit but they mostly they they mostly steered clear of that i would say um now like indiana jones is a is a paramount movie not a warner brothers movie right so, i was gonna say um i think stuff like that you know plays a big plays a big role it had more to do with um the studio that made the film rather than the director that made the film
1: if that makes mm. sense
2: yeah of
0: course um, um uh, like like the iron giant plays a huge role in in the movie
1: um, yeah and i i saw him in the trailer a lot and it's interesting because the book doesn't really deal with 90s or 2000 stuff at all like the the guy very much was like let's say like a few years older than us like like his all of his pop culture references are from like l- mid to late 70s through like late 80s basically. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything comes into play. Like, it's like there's star Wars, there's like rush albums. There's like, um, you know, there, and there's like a lot of like dungeons and dragons and like, like joust and like, like all kinds of like video games like that, that that are referenced. Yeah. lots, a lot lot of arcade games. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like all that kind of stuff. And so it's, I understand obviously why they would have updated it one for the audience and two, because it allows them to include more Warner brothers,
2: uh, properties but can i can i distill some of your critiques down into whether i should see this movie or not it sounds like there are like two big beefs here one is um visual effects were off-putting and then two references were um were off like sounds like one too many and the ones that were were missing the things that you would want to be referenced aside from that was there a good movie in there was the plot good um the
0: plot is okay i think it's it's pretty much by the numbers like like in other words like if you watch the first 20 minutes of this and then i stop the movie and i said tell me what happens in the following like two hours it's a pretty long movie um tell me what happens like in the next two hours you could do it um you could hit all the big plot points um does it do it in a satisfying way um it does it's a spielberg movie like he can he can do that like he can do that part very well because people uh,
2: like this like people go crazy about this movie maybe it's the book but like yeah I think I think the book had a big following I'm not sure if,
1: I mean I think the movie did fine right from what I
2: know I can't tell you like when when it comes up I've I've heard a number of people be like I can't wait for the second one
1: are, are they making
0: ready player 2 into a into a movie I, I don't
2: know if they're making a new movie I know the the book came
1: out fairly recently right like during the pandemic I think it came out
0: um so, yeah, I think, um, I mean, ultimately, oh, yeah, it didn't even, well, domestically, it didn't even make its budget back. Yeah, uh, it probably it had a did, big budget, I would have yeah, expect. It did okay uh, worldwide, but I don't know if it did well enough for a second one. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think, I, I feel like I say this a lot, but, like, man, they really could have cut a half an hour out of this movie and tightened it up a lot, and I feel like, We've talked about this before but maybe maybe I'm wrong and maybe it's just the movies that I watched recently but I feel like every movie's gotten really long. Um, they have. they just blow past the 2-hour mark like it's not even there anymore. I mean, if, if we've it, learned
2: anything in Podflix, 90 minutes is our sweet spot now. It really is. But it, it it does seem like
1: any like blockbuster like this was like it's like has to be like basically at least 2 hours and 20 minutes. It feels like there's like some unwritten rule nowadays. That like yeah. they can't, they basically a, can't almost be. Everyone. There's a
2: formula. The first forty five minutes have to be backstory, <laughs> and then the movie starts. <laughs> that's right.
1: Yeah the,
0: the the other parts of the movie, the cast is fairly forgettable, with the exception of Ben Mendelsohn, who plays like a was, classic Ben yeah. Mendelsohn. Villain. I was gonna say
1: Ben Mendelsohn's in it, which is kind of awesome. He's great.
0: Uh, yeah, he, he's pretty good. Other than other than that, like honestly, nobody you know nobody really sticks out that much. Um, oh, the other thing that's um, well. I don't think this this may be considered a slight spoiler, but I have to bring it up because it's crazy. Which is like the main character; he's in Ohio, I think, and um, he has like an online like crew that he hangs out with. Um, there's like five people, um, and he's been friends with these people for years, but has never met them in real life. He just is friends with their avatar. And as the movie progresses, you know, there's there's more and more sequences that take place in real life, and he begins meeting up with these people, and it turns out that all of these people live in Columbus, Ohio. Like he he these random five people that he met on the oasis all live within 5 miles of where he lives. Um which was like
1: that seems like a bizarre that's decision. Ridiculous. That is that is yeah.
0: that is by the way not the way the book is. I mean it's possible that that's not true, but they never say it's not true. Two those the,
1: dudes like live in Japan in the in the movie or in the and book yet, rather.
0: Uh, yeah and and maybe they're supposed to and they don't do and they just don't do a good job explaining it but ma- like man these people like I mean what basically because what ends up happening is these people kind of show up when they need to show up in a way that like all right dude, you didn't know two days ago that you needed to get on an airplane from from Japan and I guess you could have been in the oasis while you were on the airplane because you've been interacting with the characters in VR but like you know like something like it really felt like yeah all these people are just like in the neighborhood um and they just never met up before um and it was it was just another like really weird thing they did because i guess they needed to i felt like they needed to do it but
2: um can i uh, ask about some other cast members here sure simon Pegg and TJ miller were they big parts small parts any good
0: um S- simon Pegg was not in it as much as i would have liked um but he had he, he had a small but memorable role i would say um
2: T.J. Yeah. Miller, like, you know, obviously he got canceled. We haven't seen him in forever. I was, right. I'm was, i surprised to see him in a cast, period.
0: Yeah, I don't know when this movie was made compared to, like, something like. When it came like, out. <laughs> yeah, like this, I mean, obviously this is a movie that has a huge amount of post-production. Right. So it could have been filmed years ago. You know, T.J. Miller, for all his, like, personal problems, um, was actually really funny. Um, I didn't realize it was him until after the movie was over. Um 'Cause, you know, you don't see him, you just see the avatar that he's voicing. Um, but um again, he has a pretty small role. He has like three scenes, but he's pretty funny um in all the scenes that he shows up in. So it it's the movie's really anchored by kind of, you know, the the, the three the three main characters, um being Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, and Lena Waif. I don't exactly know how to pronounce her last name. I think so. Like um, they're the ones who carry, you know, the large, large bulk of this movie.
2: What's interesting is the writer of this movie wrote the Avengers, the Incredible Hulk, X Two. I'm assuming there was a fair amount of reference. No, I guess that's not because there is are Disney. New. Nope. yeah, not
0: not a single one. Damn. Yeah, like I said, it it like once you, I I could see seeing the whole movie and not really putting that together, but like. Once you put that together, like it really sticks out, like for what's missing, it's really weird.
1: Yeah, they should have made a joke about it.
0: They and they
1: they they should have said like the the they guy should have lamp lamp lampshaded it a little bit. Yeah, Sanholo. They, they, sh- <laughs> they should have they should have said like Halloween. Or, or said whatever, like yeah we like, weird that he like really was against Star Wars and Star Trek, huh? <laughs> or,
0: or that he was like a huge Warner Brothers fan, like he was like a you know like
1: you know like they could have. <laughs> I, I like the idea that anybody would feel like growing up would be like, it's like, like I only watch paramount movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's ambling or nothing for me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh,
0: yeah. So I think I, I have a hard time recommending this movie to people. I would say like, it's, you know, you can get what you need to get out of it. If you put it on, on a Saturday while you're like cooking food or cleaning the house or something and like glancing at it every few minutes. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's that kind of movie.
2: <laughs> Can I tell you, in all honesty, though? Yeah. Based on your review, I kind of want to see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell anybody not to watch something. Go like you know. Yeah, sure. Um, unless it's Midnight Sky, but uh, for this, you know, if you're interested, check it out. Like, I uh, mean, it, feel,
2: it feels like it's not um,
0: streaming on HBO. That's where I saw It
2: Feels like it's not like a super dark movie, and like fuck. Oh, it is, uh, it I'm, is I'm not just, dark
0: movie. No.
2: I'm looking I'm looking for content that's not dark, that's not gonna put me in a worse mood.
0: No, this movie this movie is not gonna do that. That is that is for sure.